quick, man. Uh, but you sent me some birthday love yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you for all the birthday love. Uh, we're just so encouraged by that. Uh, other than, um, like, this past week for, like, three days, my hip hurt and my left pectoral hurt for, like, three days after doing a workout. Like, other than those kinds of things, I love getting older. Yeah, BC like, alternative. I'm having fun, right? So, man, it's good. I just love getting more experience. I love just more and more years with you all. Getting older is a good thing. So thanks for the birthday love. Man, if you got your Bibles with you, you can turn with us to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And listen, this is the last Sunday in our Vision Sundays series. And if you're new, we're doing something just a little bit different today. So man, thank you for hanging out with us. So glad you're here. I've got my very own. I mean, he's my favorite. He, I call him my pastor. He's our pastor here too. Pastor Greg serves as our executive pastor here at the gathering. We're honored and excited to have thank him you. join us here. Yeah, come on. Can we say thank you? Thank you. Um, he, are you muted? I wonder if Test, test, test. Can Is he you hear on? me? Okay, we're good. Okay, just making sure. Um, he serves as our executive pastor, which means he oversees uh, many of the day-to-day -day details behind the scenes, behind the scenes, uh, big picture things as well. He oversees a lot of discipleship that happens. Uh, some of our staff. Uh, he is big time overseeing the kids building project that's happening right now. And in addition to that, uh, he oversees the day-to-day -day management of our finances here at the gathering. And so we're just so grateful. This is not his comfort zone doing this right now. Um, but man, I just know it's going to be fruitful and fun having him help me with this. So um, real quick though, I just want to say if you're new, um, again, it's going to be a little different. So I would invite you come back next week. Next week, we're going to launch into a brand new series called Church in the Wild. Because it's just getting more and more wild out there all the time, isn't it? Yeah. And so, listen, um, here's my burden with this. If you and I are not only going to, listen, not just survive, but thrive as Jesus followers in the wild, yeah. then not only do we need to continue to grow in our relationships with Jesus, but yeah. we need to be growing in our relationships with God's people, yeah. yes. with yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you're going to survive and thrive in the wild, man, you need to be surrounded by and supported by a tribe. Yeah. You can't Lone Ranger this thing. So we're going to talk all about how do we take our relationships together to the next level in Jesus. Can't wait for it. All right. So be back here next week. Um, but today, man, we're going to have a conversation with all of you. Pastor Greg, would you just want to go ahead and tell everybody? What is it that we are talking yeah, about today? Yeah. Well, absolutely. We're, we're here to talk about resource allocation. <laughs> Man, yeah. I tell you what, I felt the Holy Spirit when he just said that right yeah. there. <laughs> Anybody else get some Holy Spirit tinglies? Yeah. <laughs> they should. They should, right? <laughs> How many of you, if you're honest, though, you just got bored out of, bored out of your minds when you just heard those two words? Yeah. Okay, so listen, I, this is not going to be boring. We promise, okay? We are going to talk about resource allocation, but if you don't know what that means, just, just stick with me real quick, okay? Yes, you could kind of think of it like a budget. And so in some ways, we want to give you details about our church budget today. However, here's what's really exciting, and here's where we really can make room for the Holy Spirit to show up. Yes. Here at the gathering, I want you to know, we do not call it a budget. We call it 
our investment strategy. Yeah. Okay, and there's a reason. There's a big difference between a budget and an investment strategy. Pastor Greg, would you help yeah. us understand yeah. what the difference is? Yeah, we intentionally don't refer to it as a budget because most of us typically, when we think of budget, we think about spending money. And that's not the, the focus of how we invest yes. the resources that God has provided to us through his people. Uh, focus, our investment is strategic. And so you focus on fulfilling the vision that God has given us by investing in it. And so spending money, is we often think of a dollar in and a dollar out. And we don't see any uh, results from that oftentimes. But when we invest something, we are expecting to receive something. Come on. And that is called a return on yes. our investment. And so we're very intentional about what we invest in so yes. that we can experience more and more yes. of God's vision for our church. Yes. Yeah. So when you invest, that, that investment might leave your hand, but you're expecting something in return. Yeah. And, and we are expecting to see more of the vision come to pass yeah. as we continue to invest. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, so obviously, I just want to say this. Obviously, even though we don't spend money, obviously, we still have to pay for things here at the gathering. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, like, for example, um, we pay money to be able to take communion every Sunday. Like, we have to actually buy the bread and the juice and the cups. Yeah. By the way, how many of you just love those big cups we use versus those little dinky things we all grew up with? And sometimes the communion team, they, like, load those things up, and you have to take two swigs to get it all down. That's good church. Yeah. All and, right. But real bread. <laughs> real, yeah, real bread. Not that little cracker thing. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we digress. Yes. Um, but look, even with things like communion, I want you to see this. For us, this is still an investment. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, Jesus calls us to, so we're going to obey. We're going to take communion, okay? Yeah. But it's still an investment. And what's the return we're hoping to get on our investment by doing this every week? Man, we're hoping that all of us grow in our relationships with Jesus. How many of you would say that you have grown in your relationship with Jesus in part by taking communion consistently here on a Sunday morning? Anybody? Come on, many of us have, all right? So I want you to see this. If you're growing in your relationship with Jesus, then I guarantee you're also becoming more and more of the person, the man or the woman he has created you to be. And if you're becoming, then even if it's just a little bit, I guarantee you're also stepping into more and more of the unique vision he has for your life, which always ties into the greater vision that he's given to his church. But family, I want you to see this. Even with things like communion, we can see more of the vision God has given us come to pass through us. It's an investment. Amen? Amen. And so, um, listen, with all that said, okay, listen, let me give you the title for this conversation today. Um, our, our title for today is Our Vision Investment Strategy. Okay, our vision, again, Vision Sundays, our vision investment strategy, but that's the title. Yet, I want you to hear this. We have two goals for today. The first goal is that we want all of you, if you call this place home, if you're thinking about calling this place home, we want you to know how we invest here at the gathering in order to accomplish the vision that God has given us. We want you to be aware. 
okay? But then at the same time, here, here's the second goal. It's not enough for you and I just to know about it. It's not enough for you just to be aware and observe as to how your church invests so that we can accomplish the vision. No, here's the second goal. You've got to personally invest. We want you to know, and we also want you to invest. Because listen, I hope this is plain to see, but think about it. We've got an enormous vision. I'll talk about that. We've got an enormous vision that God has given us as a church. But if together, our investment as a church, if it's a little investment, um, then how many of you know we're only going to see a little return? We're not going to see much of the vision come to pass. I mean, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, that he says, whoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly. Whoever plants just a few seeds is only going to get a little crop. But he goes on to say, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And so together, listen, if we continue to grow our investment, we should expect to continue to see more and more of the vision come to pass. And if you, because I'm telling you, God has a dream for your life that fits into the overall vision he gives to his church. If you will continue to grow your investment, we'll talk about what that looks like. If you'll grow your investment into God's dream, then I guarantee you will only continue to step more and more into the dream he has for your life. So um, help us out, Pastor Greg. What what is this dream? What's the vision that God has given us? Yeah, well, we want to see our region reborn, right? And so if I would just add anything at all to what Brandon was saying. Yeah, please. um, If you call this church home, the, the most important piece about how you and I choose to give is that we choose to give together. Yeah. Choose to give together. So last week, if you were here, you heard Brandon bring a message about unity. And he talked about how hey, the first step. They all came back after that message last yeah. week. Thank you. Man, good yeah, job. Yeah, because you brought it. You, know, you brought <laughs> some fire. So um, if unity is important. Unity around what? And God answered that, yes. qu- answers that question by we, God's people, must be unified around what He, God, is doing in our midst. Yes. That vision and mission that He has called us to. That's what unity looks like. If you ever wondered what unity looks like, it's a group of God's people Surround, coming together around that vision and committed together to see it come to pass. Yes. And in large part, by investing their lives yes. in seeing that vision come to pass. That's where the power is. That's where the blessing yes. is. Yeah, investing our lives. Um, watch this. I'm going to read from Matthew 6. If you've got your Bible there, it's one verse, but it's, it's powerful. This is Jesus himself speaking. Matthew 6, verse 21. Jesus himself says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Okay, for where your treasure, where your, where your investment is, there your heart will be also. And notice this, it's not the other way around. Have you ever thought about this? I mean, it's not that we just get our hearts in something and then we'll start investing something. Jesus actually says it works the other way. 
That when you and I begin to put our treasure into something, all of a sudden our heart's going to follow it. And how many of you would agree that Jesus knows a thing or two about our hearts? He knows how they work, okay? So, listen, we've got to invest our treasure in what Jesus is doing if our hearts are actually going to get into it. This this is a little bit of a side note, but um, I wasn't planning on saying this, but um, family, this is why sometimes... It's easy on one hand for people to hop and hop and hop from church to church to church Hmm. because they never get invested in the vision that God has for that church. And so it's easy to leave because their heart's not in it. On the other hand, I will say, this is also why it's really hard sometimes when you've been invested in a church and maybe God calls you to move or he's calling you somewhere else, it's really hard to leave that church because you were so invested and your heart's tied up in that thing. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But so we gotta, we gotta invest our treasure. What, what is treasure? Yeah, treasure, ultimately it's the things you value the most. So it's so much more yes. than a, a financial word. Uh, it's everything that in your life that you treasure most, that you value most. Yes. I mean, that's your relationships. It could be family. It, it could be uh, your work, your vocation, the things you give yourself to the things that you value most. And so this is going to be a a little bit strong, um, but I learned that phrase from Pastor Brandon, but we need to tell each other the truth, right? And so sometimes the truth is strong if we're not quite walking in it yet, um, but we know we should. And so the Holy Spirit is leading us in that. But if you take the things you value most in life and invest them in God's dream, or if you choose not to, invest the things that you value most, then it's going to be very difficult for you to experience to the full God's dreams and vision for your life. Does that make sense? Because I'm only half in it. I'm half-hearted towards it. And so flip it around. If you want to experience a life of significance and of impact, of being the difference, making the difference, then go all in with Jesus. This is what Brandon was saying, is you can't go half in with something as glorious as eternity full of people that we played a part in bringing into yes. heaven to spend eternity with us. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. PG, bring in the heat. <laughs> hey, so, but listen, this is why we don't want you to just be in the know about the investment strategy. Yes. That's important. Yeah. We don't want you just to be in the know, though, we want you to invest because we love you and for your sake, for our sake, for the sake of this region, for the sake of you and me fulfilling God's dreams for our lives. The only way to do it is to invest. Yeah. And we don't want you sitting on the sidelines. We don't want you missing out on what God has for you. Um, if you're taking notes, I would write this down. It's going to be up on the screen. But listen, the only way to live God's dream is to take part in God's dream. Yes. There's no other way. And the only way to then take part in God's dream is to begin to invest. And as he was saying, you're, you're, the things that you value most, you're, these would be our time, our talent, yeah. our, our treasure, yes, our, our relationships, the things that we hold near and dear to our heart to get those things all in with the vision that God has given us and your unique vision fits into that, I promise. 
Family, if you and I will consistently begin to invest and grow our investments more and more, then I guarantee we'll only continue to step into the unique vision that God has for each one of our lives more and more. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely right. You know, as someone who's had the, the privilege and the honor of kind of a ringside seat over your life, Brandon, over the number of years now, um, that's, this has kind of been your story. And why don't you share a little bit about that? So the, it's been his story too. And it's, it's the story of many of you. We're watching this happen. But, but listen, the day I gave my life to Jesus at the age of 24, I'd grown up in church my whole life. I would have told you I was a believer. My buddy invited me to church. God got a hold of my heart. I gave my life to him. I would have told you I was recommitting at that time. But the Lord later showed me that that was the first day you ever made a decision to truly follow me. And at the age of 24 then, listen, on that day, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, um, I had what I would call like an impression from the Holy Spirit, but we've been talking in this series about getting prophetic revelation from God, getting vision. Well, I had, I mean, like a millisecond glimpse, and, and all I saw was that I was helping other people step into this brand new relationship with Jesus that I had literally just stepped into. And on, I'm telling you, on that day, I was just... I had got down on my knees and given my life to Jesus and said, I want you to be my Lord. I want to follow you from here on out. And I could not believe, I mean, in that moment, the joy, the forgiveness, the peace, and this, and this passion that just began to fill my heart. I'd never, I'd grown up in church my whole life, had never experienced that. I got up off the ground happy excited and had this had this glimpse like i want to and, and this passion like all of a sudden i want to help other people experience this too so I, I literally saw myself kind of doing that in a millisecond instant okay but listen i had no idea that was the dream i had no idea how to get there and here's what i started doing though um and i had no idea that these things would actually lead to this but praise god he knows what he's doing here's what i started doing i actually just started investing in god's dream and here's what that looked like practically. Okay, can, can I? I just started doing what my pastor and my church told me to do. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that to tell you that you got to do everything I'm telling you to do. But man, the things that I'm telling you to do are only the things that every other pastor that's loved me has told me to do. Yeah. You do, listen, oh. pastors, people called to preach. You realize that we get up here every Sunday and all we're doing is preaching the dream. We're just, this, this is God's dream. We're just preaching the vision. Here, here's what God wants for your life. Take the step. Here's what God's calling you to do. Take the step. Here's what we're going to do together. Take the step. It's just, it's, let's, let's get on mission with Jesus. Let's live the dream. Every Sunday. I mean, it's like finding new ways every Sunday to tell you, let's go live the dream. Yeah. Amen. And so my pastor, man, he was full of fire. And, and listen, I just started listening to him. He would say, um, you, you got to show up every Sunday. So I made it my priority. He would say, you got to start reading your Bible. And he yelled like that. And I, so I started reading my Bible. You got to start praying. So I started praying every day. The church would be like, man, we got serving teams. You need to serve with us. So I started serving. They said, you got to invite people to church, invite your friends and invite your family. So I started inviting my friends and my family. I got my relationships, the things that I value, even invested in the kingdom. 
Um, my good friend, Kevin Regeer, he was in first service. Um, he, he's the guy who invited me to church. He, they just moved here. I'm so grateful that they're going to be a part of our church. Um, he, one night I was at his apartment, and he told me, he's like, uh, man, Brandon, you need to listen to how our pastor is teaching us to tithe. He, he had a conversation with me because he knew I wasn't doing it. And he's, he's like, our pastor's teaching us this thing. You need to do it. I went home that night and I wrote my first tithe check and I've never stopped since. Yeah. Okay, listen, all I did was just do the things that my spiritual leaders were telling me to do. And okay, I didn't achieve the dream overnight, but I'll brag on God. Listen, by his grace, um, here, here I am and that little glimpse I had the day I got saved has been fulfilled. I'm, I'm, I'm helping other people step into the same relationship with Jesus that he was so gracious to give me. I'm, I'm living the dream. Are you seeing this? God has a dream for your life. The only way to step into it is to invest, yeah. to keep taking the steps he's calling yeah. you and me to take. Yeah, absolutely. And the way you can do that is, first, it starts with knowing. Yes. You, you got to know God's dream, God's vision for his people. Yes. And you got to know how the gathering of God's people that you're a part of fits into that dream and that vision that God has for this region. So Region Reborn is this church, this gathering of God's people's vision and dream from God to us. So knowing that, the only way, you can't go all in on something. You can't give yourself fully to something that you don't know about. So here we spend a lot of time on vision, vision, vision from connect on and Sunday after Sunday we're talking vision. There's a reason for that because we want to empower people to be able to more completely, more fully invest in seeing the dream that God has for us come to pass. Yes. You got to know and you got to invest. Yeah. All right. So hey, let's, let's get to some of the knowing. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to dive into, start to dive into the details. Um, of our investment strategy, but let's start here. How is it, if we're going to invest as a church, like which would mean tents and offerings and people, teams, the whole thing, if we're going to invest in something, how do we make a decision as to whether or not that's something we should invest in? It's actually fairly simple, isn't it? I mean, we look at a world of possibilities, a world of potential choices we could make about what to invest in. but. We look at everything through the lens, through the filter of how would investing in this uh, step, yeah. how would that help us or would it not help us uh, fulfill the vision that God has given for us? And so if, it says, if the answer to that is a no, yeah. it, it, we don't see how it helps us fulfill this vision that God's given us and we, we say no to that. We often look at it this way. Um, if it doesn't, if this thing that we could do, if it doesn't effectively help us make more disciples mm. who can make more disciples so that we can see more of our region reborn, um, then we'll say no to it. Yeah. Or if there's better ways than this way, we'll say no. So um, I, I often use the like ch church quilting groups as an example of this. Um, and listen, God bless church quilting groups. All right. But, uh, and I got nothing against old ladies. I love old ladies. <laughs> Uh, I know. Praise the Lord. Um, and I love quilts. Who doesn't love a good quilt in the wintertime in Kansas? Praise God. Okay, but so um, we would ask ourselves, and we aren't telling you, you can't have a quilting group. Do, you, you do you, all right? But we would say as a church, if we were to invest the time, energy, space, 
yarn in what it would take to have a successful quilting group, would that be the most effective strategy for making more disciples who make more disciples so that we can see our re region reborn? Probably not, right? There's probably more effective things we can invest in. So listen, we, we say no, honestly, to a lot of good things so that hopefully by God's grace, we can say yes to investing in very strategic things. Yeah. Yeah. Very good things, okay? Yeah. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Am I still going here? Yeah, you're still going. <laughs> okay, so then what, if we, what if we do this? Let's, um, let's be ready to dive into the yeah. nitty-gritty. Yeah, I think we're ready to dive okay. in. Okay, we're going to dive into the details of the, the investment strategy, all right? We want you to be in the know. Um, so we're going to start with... Uh, the overall 2021 investment strategy that we have so far. And then there's another big area that I would love for Pastor Greg to talk to us about, and that is our kids building project. Okay, so what if you take it away yeah. and you talk to us about the 2021 yeah. Yeah. strategy? Let's, let's, let's dive into that. So first of all, I want to give you some 2021 kind of total things. Uh, what have we as a church family given so far, invested so far in our region reborn. So looking at January through August, so for eight months, this church family has contributed to that $302,000. I think that's on the screen for you. And so, or in other words, that's $37,000 on a monthly basis. In general giving. In general giving. So keeping the doors ah! open, stuff like that, right? Yeah, you should be clapping because We've been able to do that by God's grace, yes. right? You had to actually make a choice to make a contribution, to write yes. a check, those kinds of things. So um, then also we've given this year, January through August, uh, to Heart for the House. That's our kids building project, uh, $16,000 in addition to what was given the years before, yes. right? And I'll look, we'll look at that. Some of you have been faithful to continue to give every month, which has just been a huge blessing. Yeah. So an additional $2,000 or so a month has come in this year on average to make that dream come alive yes. next door. And, and then there's this gathering building sign. So yeah, um, right before I went on sabbatical, I mentioned that as we redo building 522, um, we need a church sign. Like we use the marquee, but we need a church sign. We still have people that like don't even know we're here. Um, because there's not a blatant sign outside. So we said, man, let's get a sign. We went through the process. Uh, we got a bid from Luminous Neon, cost $12,000. And so we invited all of us to give. Um, and then I went on sabbatical, but you guys gave so far $5,288 towards that sign. Come on, yeah. that's amazing. And so we are, they have, we, we've gone ahead. Um, we are probably next month, it'll get installed. Yeah. All right. but. Right now, um, I would invite us, man, if the Lord's moving you, let's continue to give towards it. We can still, we can still give the rest of essentially $6,000 to see this thing fully funded. Um, we, we can pay for the rest, I'll tell you, out of our general giving. But here's what, when we, when we take things out of general, it, it limits the other things that we can do versus if we were to give towards this specific thing. Does that make yep. sense? Yep. So, man, if, if the Lord's moving you, I mean, you might say, well, I only have a little. Well, all of our littles add up to big things. Yeah. And so you could, I mean, you can give online still for that, or you can write yes. a sign on a, on a, uh, a giving envelope. But yeah. so far, that's what we've given for the sign. So good. Yeah, yeah, so good. So if you add all these things together that we've looked at so far, um, that's $324,000 
392, well, I didn't say that very well, did I? You say there. $324,392.06 has been given so far yeah. this year. Yeah. Come on. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And listen, here, here's what I want to point out as well. So yeah. you see the monthly average, $40,549. I want you to hear this. Um, in 2019, almost just two years ago, right at this time, we did a similar talk to bring everybody up to date on everything that's happening. Think about this. Two years ago, our average monthly giving total was $32,000. Then 2020 happened. Yeah, don't miss that. And our giving has still grown. Yeah. Come on. You guys are amazing. Jesus is amazing. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, so good. Well, we, we've, we've taken, like we do each year, we've taken what the Lord has provided us through his people. Yeah. So far, that's $324,000 this year. And we strategically invest it. And I like to describe how we go about those investments in a, with kind of just a single sentence. It's kind of long, so bear with me. But we invest the resources that God brings our way into spaces and places where hearts and minds can have an encounter with the God who loves them so. So spaces and places is a bucket kind of where we direct resources to so that people can come and experience a welcome home moment uh, with us yes. and have an encounter with God. But we need a building for that. And so we have a building yes. for that, but we have to spend money on electricity and keeping it clean and making it smell yeah. good. And an inviting environment is what we're investing in. Yeah. It, it's gotta be an inviting environment when it honors God and respects people that says, welcome yeah. home, welcome home. Yeah. We're so glad you're here. You belong here. Yeah. If we want to go to the next one, we can begin to see some of those investments. There we go. Yeah. In the hearts and minds. Space or spaces and places. Yes. So. There it is. I'm sorry. I thought it was up there. Um, we invest in these kinds of things, um, keeping the lights on, keeping it warm or yeah. keeping it cool, those kinds of things. Um, utilities monthly uh, is fairly significant investment for us. That's basically Sunday we use this space. But it's an old space. This is an improving. old building that is not. Um, yeah, not weather weather tight. Yeah, weather tight. Yeah. So yeah. So it's a, a significant investment, but it's one you have to make, Correct. right? So that we can gather together to worship our yeah. God. So these are monthly averages. I, I would point out. So yes. you might see like software and technology, that looks like a big number to spend every month. And so let me explain some of these things. It's mm -hmm. not that we literally spend that much every month, but, but like for, for example, at the beginning of this year, I think we had to buy six new computers for staff and other things, six new, because when we launched the church, that was like six to seven, well, seven years ago, but there were computers we bought then. And when they get to be six and seven years old, they don't work so hot anymore, right? Yeah. And so we had to make a bigger investment at the beginning of the year in some new technology, but when you spread it out throughout your, your investment strategy monthly, that's what it kind of looks like over the course of eight, eight months. Eight months. And once it gets to 12 months at the end of the year, like it'll, it'll look a little smaller because it'll be divided by 12 versus by eight. Does that make sense? So it's not that literally we spend this every month, but we need to have these resources allocated for these kinds of things. Perfect. Let's look at hearts and minds. Yes. The, the kinds of things that we invest in for hearts and minds to have encounters with God, where they can grow deeper 
uh, and have a more intimate, more profound relationship with God who loves them so and with his people who also loves yes. them so. And so we, we, you'd see some things listed there that, that we're investing in like worship and celebration, Sunday gatherings is what we call that, right? Things like it's, communion. Things like communion and our kids ministry. Uh, we have had some special investments there yeah. this year, right? To yeah. expand our ability to have kids pop-up yeah. church, right? Tents and some equipment that are kind of unique to doing pop-up church that we've invested in this year so that we can do kids on the road, yeah. on the go. Yeah. And that has made some powerful impact on people who witness yeah. every aspect of doing church here, but on the road. And so we, we've invested in that. We continue to invest in that. Uh, some of the things uh, that are really important to spend a few minutes on are the inv invitation strategies. Yes. Why don't you talk about that oh, a little bit? Invitation strategies. So once, once more, that probably looks like a big monthly number. It's not that we literally spend that every month, but um, here, here's the idea. Um, we want to be a church that doesn't just wait on people to show up here. We've said that from day one. And so part of what we're trying to do is actually become disciples who know how to make disciples so that we ourselves will just walk out of here and talk about Jesus during our work week and with other people we're in relationship with. Amen? And invite people. That's what we're... But at the same time, as a church, um, we also want people to be aware that we are here and that they are invited to be a part of what God is doing. We want our whole region to know. And so part of the reason that number looks big right now is because we did make a significant investment in mailers during pop-up season. Mailers cost quite a bit, but man, we sent mailers out to our whole region on multiple occasions to invite them to pop-up. And we have people here because of those mailers. Yes, yes. Praise, did you know last week we had a couple here? Um, I don't know if they're here in this service or not, but um, they were here and they came to the very first pop-up we did in Peabody a year ago. And they're like, we're here now. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So good. good. Um, but so, so this would include like invitation cards that we give out. This would include uh, candy bars that we give out on, uh, on Main Street. Um, this would include, so we're inviting the church for the Taste of Newton to let's all bring the ice cream, but then the church has bought five root beer kegs. And then the cups that we're gonna sell these things in for 50 cents, we're not planning on making a profit, but each one of those cups is gonna have an, a sticker on it, an invitation to come to church. And we have had people show up and become a part of this church because they got a root beer float. So invitation strategies, ways that we can make everybody aware, here's what God's doing, we want you to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, let's look at two areas, uh, neighborhood gatherings and leadership development. Also, that's, you've got it there. Um, neighborhood gatherings, says $190 or so a month, seems pretty low to me. It ought to seem low to you because it is, and that's because we've, we've had kind of a lull, right, for a season of time where we weren't doing neighborhood gatherings the way we always would, yeah. would choose to do them in a strategic way. And, but we're getting ready to relaunch those next month. And so we're going to be increasing the investment. So on a monthly basis, that looks low, but October, November, December, as we finish the year, we're going to make some strategic investments. Child care. Yeah, things like child care and leadership development where we take leaders of this church and invest in their ability yes. to make an impact here at this church in this region yes. to see this vision come to pass. For example, we'll send them to a conference where they can experience Big C Church and have some exposures that they may never have had before. 
and get that perspective to see the thrill of what we get to be a part of. But if you've never been exposed to what God's doing around the world or through conferences and things like that, then sometimes our vision's a little smaller. We want to blow our leaders' minds yes. that we have a big God that we're serving. Yes. And so we invest in that. Um, and then missions and outreach. Yeah. Um, $2,700 a month on average so far this year. I fully expect that this number is going to go up yet by the end of the year. But every month, you, through your investments, are contributing to a number of organizations that do different things. Two of them are church planning organizations like ARC yep. and LINK. And they are focused on doing the very kinds of things that we're passionate about they, here. Yeah, both those groups plant more churches. We are a, we are part of both of those. And so we get relational um, encouragement and, and all kinds of resources from those relationships. But we also then get to sow back into them by giving monthly to them and they plant churches all the time. Just for example, there are three brand new churches that just are launching today through the ARC network. How many know we got towns and cities everywhere that need life-giving churches? Yeah. And so your investments actually go towards helping more churches get launched. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah absolutely. And both those organiza organizations Every dollar that's invested in them in church planting yes. goes to church planting. So they have taken care of their administrative costs to run their organizations elsewhere in other ways. And um, so we, we love being a part of organizations like that. Then there's also, uh, we, we're investing in, uh, in Israel in seeing the good news of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, their Messiah, you know, church planting there. And so we're excited about that. It's amazing this, what's going on. I wish we had time, but there are incredible stories of what God's doing today, these days in Israel. And uh, so we're going to continue to do yes. that. And then finally, the, the other group that we invest in every month, uh, that you invest in every month, is the Up Global Network. Up Global Network. This is a newer investment we started making. A very good friend of mine that I've known for years, um, a pastor, he's, he's leading this Up Global Network and has invited us in because of the relationship and what he knows about us. Um, so they are partnering with churches all over the world in remote places that, that need help reaching people and so um, in particular but it's a little different like we're going to get relationally connected with other pastors in specific churches and just one in particular there's a pastor um, and his vision is essentially lebanon reborn um, he's a Le lebanese gentleman and he he yeah. listen then he's been through the worst of it i mean their region has been devastated and uh and so but Here's why they asked us, would you guys want to begin to invest? Is because they know our vision is region reborn. Yeah. And over there in Lebanon, like it's crazy. Um, it's governed where he's at. The region is governed by, by Muslims. Um, but it's been so devastated. And they know he loves Jesus and he's leading people to Jesus. But they, they have seen how much he is benefiting the people of the community, how much he's helping, that they've said, you be in charge. And they're now having, like, they're, they're putting the church in charge of things like the grocery store and in charge of the gas stations and the things that the city actually needs to function. The church is now leading it, but not only are they leading it, like the people that work there are getting discipled. Amen. Come on. And so, and, and so our, my friend Eric, who invited us into this, he's a, he's a pastor. We'll, we'll talk more about this in the days to come, but uh, he's like, man, he, he's doing in Lebanon what you guys are dreaming of, seeing, seeing communities revived spiritually and economically. Yeah. We said, we gotta do this. Yeah, so good. So good. Should we talk about kids? Yeah, let's bit? talk about kids. Um, so the kids building project, and I, I, I just ask you, Pastor Greg, um, 
why kids and why are, why are we doing this now? Why are we making this big yeah, investment? Yeah, yeah, this is important for you to know, right? Yes. Is why are we doing this and why now? It's critical. Um, just before COVID, and so it gets to the now, yeah. <laughs> but just before COVID, uh, Pastor Brandon and I and the elders were praying and talking about what next steps would God have us take looking forward, not knowing COVID was coming. Yeah. What steps would we take, uh, need to take to be, uh, to see our region reborn more and more in the days, weeks, months ahead? Yeah. And as we prayed and talked about it, it was just like a clear voice of God saying, get ready for harvest. Get ready for harvest. And that was exciting on the one hand, but then we also got, we also realized that well, I'm not so sure we're ready for harvest yet. So, and what does get ready mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because we knew that uh, one of the ways, if, if harvest comes, then that means families are coming and they're going to bring their, their kids with them, their children with them. And we weren't ready for that. And so knowing that if God's going to bring a harvest, he's going to bring a harvest to his people because he works for his people who are ready to receive it. And that gave us pause, didn't it? Because we didn't feel we were ready to receive it. So we shared that with our church family yeah. and we invited our church family to invest in yes. getting ready. And it was just clear that what needed to get ready first, yeah. uh, next was 522, our kids building. Yes. Because we already had a, an incredible gift, the building, we, that was ours but it was really only half usable. And even then, it really wasn't usable at the level of being an environment that we wanted uh, our families and their children to experience. And the entire upper floor was not usable at all. I mean, there's no electricity, no heating, no cooling, no plumbing, nothing. It's an empty opportunity, yeah. right? Ready to be filled, ready to be filled. And so we invited you to, to give to that. We got architect involved, yes. we got a contractor involved, we got a budget put together and investment strategy. Investments, thank you. Not a An budget. investment strategy. Yes, I deserve that. <laughs> um, and, um, and you gave in a huge way. And um, we can put the numbers up if they're not up there uh, now, please. And you can see that the project cost is $578,000 and some change there. Uh, that includes an additional 44,000 that we didn't necessarily know we were gonna have up front for the, a fire sprinkler system. So right when we were about, I mean, we were days away from like, let's start, like, let's start the construction and, uh, and with nothing but grace, um, but like, well, I'm not gonna say that, I'm gonna hold my tongue. Um, <laughs> but we discovered, uh, we were let know, let known, um, you, you we see what I'm saying? We were told you cannot do this without a sprinkler system, and that came as a total surprise to us. Um, we were not been told that before, and so um, a sprinkler system cost forty forty four thousand dollars to put that in. That was not what we were planning on, um, but have, if we don't do that, then our project stops. And so, um, good news. I, listen, this guy is such a good planner and such a good so good at overseeing this stuff. And so because of his work and because of his work with WIF, um, the Wesleyan Investment Foundation who's doing the loan with us, there, there, there is $50,000 of contingency funds in the loan that we're getting from them. Uh, and so, but I'll, I'll tell you, so 44,000 of that, like they just used up a whole bunch of the contingency, right? And so uh, 
So our con a good chunk of our contingency and a good chunk of our furnishings budget, because we got to furnish this building when it's all ready to go. So that just got eaten up by a sprinkler system. But, hey, praise God, we knew that one day, because one day we're going to finish this building with that building and open up the two. We knew we were going to have to put a sprinkler system in there at some point, and we just get to do it now. It's just going to happen now, all right? So we're, we're excited about that. And we, God's going to provide. We will, man, I'm, I'll tell you now, we're going to find ways to give together, and we will furnish that building when it's time for this thing to open up. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But so thank you for your oversight on that. But, yeah, so the project might look a little more expensive than you remember at yeah. first. Yeah, absolutely. And so you see Heart for the House on the, on the screen, too. That, that's the, the kids' project, the Gathering Kids' project. That's the money, $155,000 that, to date, you all, have given. contributed. So that's cash on hand. It's, it's in our building fund. It's dedicated yes. giving. It's there. I, I wrote the, the first check out of it for the work that's going on right now. And so, so far we've not drawn on any loan money. No, didn't want interest to start yeah. uh, incur, being incurred on that. So we, we'll just pay cash as long as we can pay cash. And so as the, you've given 16,000 additional dollars yeah. this year and there's 2,000 a month that people have been giving it. Now, so I would ask, I would encourage you to continue to ask the Lord, what yes. would he have you continue to give to support making this kids project get furnished and yeah. completed? And we'll talk about this when it's all done. We'll go walk through it, celebrate, party hardy. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about how we can keep giving to pay off this loan like that. Yes. Yeah. Amen. So the Wesleyan Investment Foundation has uh, approved a construction loan for us of $434,000 and change. You see that there. And so if you add $434,000 in a loan and $155,000, which we have get together given, um, that comes out that we have $10,654 left over available yeah. for additional or for unforeseen, yeah. unforeseen by us, but not by God. And uh, so that's what is there as of today. Yes. Is there anything else you'd want to add to that right now. I think it's good. We're, we're on our way, man. Construction is happening. The sprinkler system added another scope of work to the project. So, um, but we're looking at hopefully end of December-ish, um, like yeah. having the let's get in this thing. Yeah. Um, so I will say this. Uh, I don't think we've announced this to the church yet, but we're going to start promoting like big time on social media this week, et cetera. And I think all the parents know. Um, so this, this is our last Sunday to have our kids in yeah. that building for a little while. Um, next Sunday, because you guys have made an investment in pop-up church, next Sunday, we're going to set up the Gathering Kids Backyard over here in the back parking lot. And, man, we're going to have our kids in the, in the backyard having a great time. I do think there, there's some Sundays where we're going to get, like, giant inflatable slides, and there's going to be fun outdoor activities every Sunday uh, while they're out there. But for, for a little while, they're going to be having church out there celebrating in the parking lot and just having crazy fun. Uh, while we're doing church in here, and while that allows the construction team just to go bananas next door and get things yeah, done faster. quicker without yeah. us being in there. Yeah. Does that That's make good. sense? Yeah. And then as soon as, I think, I think the plan is they're working on the upstairs first, mm -hmm. and then as soon as the upstairs is done, we can move into some of those classrooms. So listen, they're not going to be out there in the wintertime, okay? But, we'll take care of you. Yeah, kids. so we'll keep you updated, but that's the plan. Yeah. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. Like those bouncy house slides, you know what I'm talking about? Three of you know what I'm talking about. Like, your kids are going to love it. Yeah. In fact, you're, sorry parents, but your kids are going to make it absolutely impossible for you not to be at church on yes. Sunday. Yes, it's going to be so good. So that's part of our strategic thinking. Thank you very much. 
right? Okay. All right. So um, we got five more pages of stuff we wanted to talk to you about, but yeah. there's two of us up here, not just me. So, you know, this is, has gone longer. Um, so I would just, I'm going to just start to wind this down with this. Uh, just listen to me very carefully. Um, man, what he just said um, just a minute ago about uh, not being ready. Mm. Like if we're not ready for the harvest. I don't know about you, but man, he, he was talking about that the other day and then and he's just talking about it right now. That gets me fired up. Yeah. Um, I've been telling you for weeks now in this series that God has a dream for your life and you can fulfill it. Yes. And God has given us an enormous vision as a church and it can be fulfilled. But I've also been saying this, that at least personally I've been talking about myself, but I'll, I'll say it for all of us. One day we're all gonna stand before God. Yeah. And I do not want to stand before the Lord and for there to have been dreams that he had for my life that went unfulfilled because maybe I was too selfish or, but also maybe because I just wasn't ready. I love you. I don't want that for a single person. Yeah. I don't want that for this church family. I want, I mean it like we, you know, we sing and we worship together every Sunday. The time is going to come where we will be. I'm guaranteed there's going to be a gathering party in heaven. Yeah. I want us to be able to worship and celebrate and thank Jesus that we got to live the dream together. Yeah. That everything he had in mind for us by his grace got to be fulfilled. Yeah. So it does mean this. We've got to be ready. His dream is harvest. That's his dream for the church. And he will not be stopped. Yeah. Like, so if we're not ready, it, listen, it's not that God's going to be stopped. But he's so gracious, he won't make the people wait that need to be saved and need to be brought into the kingdom. He'll use somebody else. Yeah. But we'll miss out on the dream. Yeah. That fires me up. I don't want to miss out on the dream. And so the only way, family, for you and me to not miss out on the vision, but also the unique vision that he has for your life, which fits into that, the only way for us to live that is for us to invest. The only way to take part in God's dream is to start taking part in God's dream. Is to start living it out. And so um, I'm going to talk about how to do that in one second. I'm really going to wrap this up. But let me tell you about what's, what we're doing this fall, and then I'll, I'll share just a couple of things. Listen, so this fall, as of right now, here, here's our plans. Um, we're, we're doing uh, the Taste of Newton on September 30th. That's an investment opportunity for all of us. If you get the text to give ice cream. And then we'll go use root beer floats to invite this town into what Jesus is doing. Then in October, we are launching freedom gatherings and neighborhood gatherings. We're going to talk about those a lot over the next three weeks, but those are ways to start getting relationally, get yourself and your relationships invested in what God is doing. Uh, we're also launching a young adults group. We'll talk about that more for 18 to 29. Holler. It's going to be good. Um, I'm excited about that. As for pop-up church, so we've got this incredible trailer that we've, we've made so we can go around and do church in different places. Uh, I want to let you know uh, we do feel like God is calling us to do it a little different this season. And so uh, we are going to have a major pop-up Sunday, October 10th in Athletic Park. We're going to preach fire. We're going to grill them dogs. We're going to be drinking that Shasta and having a good time. We'll invite the whole region to join us. Um, but in addition to that, um, 
These are, these are the plans we're working on now. They're not totally solidified, but I want you to be in the know. Uh, we are working on taking the trailer, the pop-up trailer, uh, to Hillsboro for a night of worship. We want to specifically invite, I mean, we're gonna invite the whole town, but we wanna invite the Tabor College students and we want to be a blessing to them. And we yeah. wanna invite everybody into what God is doing. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. But then, in addition, we are also working on taking the trailer, the pop-up trailer, to El Dorado for a night of worship as well in October. Yeah. Okay. We, it, the, re, the vision is region reborn. Every community renewed by Jesus. We're, 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 the dream is to see an overwhelming amount of people in our region give their lives to Jesus. Yeah. So the dream is to see, to see communities spiritually and economically revived where healthy families that love Jesus becomes the norm and brokenness becomes a thing of the past. The, the dream is on one day 10,000 people who call the gathering home, gathering at multiple campuses in multiple locations across this region. The, the, the dream is, I, I believe the Lord is saying that he wants us to, to plant a campus in El Dorado. He wants us to plant a campus in McPherson and in Hutchinson and even Wichita and then use these campuses to reach out to everybody in between. The dream is also to start a rural network, a church network where we where we support and come alongside and encourage churches that are already in the communities we, we believe God's calling us to. And so I'll just be honest, going to El Dorado for me, um, for us, man, we're going to go, we're going to go lift up the praise of Jesus in El Dorado. Um, but I'll tell you, it's also a little bit of a scouting trip yeah. to see what is God doing and what are some next, next, next steps he might have us take. Um, then, okay, that, that's October. Stick with me. End of October. Um, if you're new, you're going to love this. Just keep showing up. We're going to do our at the movies series again. It's going to be so good. We drink pop and popcorn, eat popcorn in church, and movie clips are a little part of the message. We're going to do all 80s movies. And it's going to start, get this, did you guys know that some of you are about to ready to amen on some 80s movies? Um, did you know that Halloween is actually a Sunday morning this year? Or a Sunday? Really? Now, listen, don't get scared. We're not going to, some of the religious people are like, you're celebrating Halloween. Um, now, we're going to make Halloween celebrate Jesus. Yes. Okay? So, so we're going to launch at the movies that Sunday. It's going to be good. That'll take us through November. But into November, we're going to start decorating this place for Christmas like we always do. And if you've been here in December, you know it's bananas. We have so much Christmas fun. I mean, hot fudge and chocolate and, and hot chocolate and fudge during the parade. And then leading up to our Christmas spectacular is going to be bonkers. Pastor Greg, what are the odds that we're going to have camels at this thing again this year? Incredibly high. Incredibly. We're going to have camels again. Listen, we're going to, we're going to end this year on a bang celebrating Jesus. Yeah. Okay, here, here's what I want to say, though. Um, it's going to be fun. And it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of good stuff, isn't it? Okay, so here's just what I want you to, I want you to be in the know about so that we can all start to make some investments. Listen, here's what we've discovered over the last year since we got back from the lockdown and since we did launch Pop-Up Church and, uh, and did our Christmas Spectacular last year and all the things that we did in the springtime and summer and now leading up to this point. Here's what, here's what we've been discovering. Um, that with our current amount of staff we have, uh, the current team leaders, the current teams, and even the amount of finances that we have right now, um, we are bumping into 
our capacity to take next steps. Yeah. Um, say it another way, we're, we're, with the current resources we have, we're getting maxed out right now on our ability to take next steps to see the vision come to pass. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? In order to continue to take, like, I'll be honest, I want by this time next year, I'm dreaming about, could we at least start working on a launch team to go do something for real in El Dorado? Could we at least start that by this time next year? But in order to take steps like that, that means um, like the two of us and and maybe other staff would have to stop doing a bunch of the day-to-day things that we're doing now so that we could focus on that, which would require more staff or more leaders to lead the things that we're leading now. Does that make sense? And in order to, if we're really going to go do something in El Dorado, it's going to mean we, we need more leaders that would actually go and teams that would actually go to support what's going on there. Um, and if, if we're going to start a rural church network, we need somebody that can actually give time and attention to building those relationships. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So right now, listen, we're doing a lot and it's amazing and God is moving. But we do believe like we're, run, we're bumping into our capacity. And so we could say, well, what do we do then? I mean, do we just stop and say, we're good, we're doing enough? Like, that's fine, this is, this is all we can do? No, I want to be ready mm-hmm. to take the steps God is telling us to take. And so the only way for us to be ready, come on, who, come on, who wants to do more? And who wants to really take steps and see God's dreams fulfilled? The only way to do it is if you and I invest. Many of you, you are already invested. Thank you. You, you serve, you show up, you give. Thank you. Here's, here's what I'm asking all of us that are already invested, and Rachel and I are doing this too. How does the Lord want us to grow our investments? And, and I'll use giving as an example of that. So um, I, I, I mentioned it. This is not the most, but like we, I've been tithing, and Rachel and I have been tithing our whole marriage. Um, but for us, 10%, and really for the Lord, 10% is, is, is not the goal. Um, 10%, I'm going to be real, is actually the starting place. Here's why. So because our God doesn't just give us 10%, he gives us 100. He gave it all. And so we're, we're like even right now, how can we, 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 we give more than 10% and we, we are continuing to ask ourselves and pray, God, what, what's the next percentage you want us to go to? What should we do so that we can keep being more generous? So I would encourage you, if you already, if you already do that, man, how does God want to increase your generosity? Um, if you've never given, in the area of, of just giving finances, in, if you've never given, what happens when you begin to tithe? Man, I'd encourage you to do that. But at the same time, um, I realize for many of us, we're like, I have no idea how I could do that, how I could even start to give 10%. There's no way. I get it. I would encourage you to think about this and pray about this. What if you started giving something consistently? Even 1% or 3% or 5% consistently. God's not going to be mad at you that you're, oh, you're not at the 10%. Yeah. He's going to be proud of you yeah. for your step of faithfulness. And then as a church, we want to help all of us understand and grow in our ability to actually be more generous. And so in, in January, we're going to launch Financial Peace University again, which is a great way to help us all get healthy finances and begin to discover how we can be more generous. So we want to help with those things. But, but I would encourage you, don't just say no on the investment piece now because you feel like, well, I can't do this much. Man, start to invest with, okay, I'm going to wrap it up with this. And if you have anything you want to say, just 
I'll let you throw it out there. Well, I won't let you. You'll just tell me you're going to do it. So, um, (laughs) God's given us an enormous vision. Here's the beautiful part. He's called you. We are the luckiest people on the planet that Jesus is calling us to be a part of what he's doing. Thank God he lets us show up here every Sunday. Thank, thank God my buddy Kevin invited me to church. Yeah. I thank God that you are here today. You are not here by an accident. Every one of you has untapped potential. Even if you're already invested, you have still untapped potential and gifts that the Lord has uniquely placed in you for his specific purpose for your life. And those things, many of those things are still untapped and they will continue, they will, they will, they will be untapped or they will be discovered as you continue to grow your investment in him. Here's the people God has called so far to bring his dream to pass. And the resources he's entrusted all of us with, those are the things that he knows right now. This is enough. This is enough to take next steps. Yeah. Let's do what the Lord's calling us to do. Yeah. Let's let his dream be fulfilled through us. Amen. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I just, what you led right up to what was on my heart as I listened to that. Thank you. Um, so pra- we all need just practical next steps, right? So how do I engage yes. in investments? Right? This seems so big, and it is. Um, but what if we are just a people of prayer that says, Holy Spirit, what next step would you have me take to step more into your vision, God, for seeing this region reborn? What little part, what medium-sized part, what big part, don't underestimate God's ability to work through you. Yeah. Um, but so if we just live a lifestyle of every day, what step would you have me to take today, Father? Yeah. And then just do what he says, and you'll wake up one day having experienced a lifetime yes. of incredible joy, of having lived a life of significance and of impact, of being, that's the blessed life, of living a life full in, full on, yeah. fully engaged in what God is doing here. And you can't regret, possibly regret yes. that. It's not yes. possible for you to invest more of yourself than God would have you to invest yes. of yourself. Yeah. Um, God will not owe anyone anything, yeah. right? So he will take what you bring and he will bless it. And the more you're able to invest of your life, I'm not talking just money. I yeah. hope you get that. I'm talking about your life, investing your life into the vision that God has yeah. for this church because you're a part of it. You won't regret it. How do you invest? Man, he just said it. It's not all just, man, it's just my money. It's, it's not. Listen, I believe that's a big part because... That's usually the last thing we hang mm. on to. Yep. And God's saying, man, I want, it. I want your whole life. Yeah. And so, anyways, that's a big deal. But, but if you've not been to Connect, go to Connect. Man, that's an investment. That's a step. Uh, if you're, we're going to talk about neighborhood gatherings and freedom gatherings. I went through freedom gatherings. I want everybody in our church to do that. It's going to be so good. So freedom gatherings, make it, that's an investment in what God's doing. Start serving with Team Reborn if you've been through Connect. Uh, man, bring some ice cream when the text goes out. Yeah. Can I say this? Just do what your pastor's telling you to do. <laughs> I, 
I love you. Look, look how many of those things, Brandon, are not hard. Yeah. We, we can all do those things, including bring some ice cream. Did, I always say this. If you don't know what Jesus is telling you to do, ask Pastor Greg, and you'll be pretty close to what Jesus is telling <laughs> you to do. So do what Pastor Greg says, but I'll go to Connect. Get plugged yeah. in. Show up each Sunday. Make it a priority. Yeah. And start inviting people. Start looking for ways you can give. Ask, ask the Lord, God, what would you want me to do? And I guarantee, man, with the people he's called here and with the resources he's already entrusted us with, oh, man, you just hang on to your hat. Yeah. Man, we're, we're going to see more and more of this vision come to pass, yeah. and you will only continue to step into more and more of the vision God has for your life. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do this. So normally we have the band come up. Um, and sing and so we there were two of us up here this time so you knew it was going to go long um, we're going to have Laura come out and just uh, play for us but I'm going to invite Pastor Greg if you would just pray for us and yeah, then we'll, we'll dismiss after his prayer alright would you guys bow your heads and close your eyes and let's pray together yeah. Father we have so much yes. to live for to give towards to invest in we thank you that we know that because that's we know that only because your Holy Spirit has opened our eyes to the vision you have for this region and for our part that you would have us play in seeing it reborn. So thank you. We are grateful that we know you because you have revealed yourself, your love, your heart, your passion to us. And so Father, I pray that you would give us the faith and the courage to embrace this vision which is so much bigger than we are but in your wisdom and love you have chosen to see your vision for this region come to pass through your people so we step in yes so thank you for that we want to know the blessed life <laughs> the life of being the difference and making the difference in eternity of other people. Oh, what glory it will be one day when we stand in front of King Jesus and he says, welcome home, welcome home, my good and faithful servant. I am thrilled that you decided to go all in and invest your life in such glorious things. And so as you look to the left of your and the right when you're standing before Jesus. I want us all to be, Father, surrounded by a multitude of people who are there because we were faithful. That we left nothing on the field. We, 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 we gave it all. And we ran the race full on, all the way to the finish line. Uh, help, empower us, Holy Spirit, that we don't limp across, but know we're at a full sprint across that finish line as a people. And so I am thrilled that together we get to be a part of this. That it takes a, tr a tribe that Brandon's gonna talk to us about in the coming weeks. Um, and the amazing, miraculous, powerful, life-changing things that we get to be a part of as a family, as a tribe, as a gathering of yes. your people. I can't wait to see it. I'm excited, I'm full of anticipation of what you are going to do through us that will absolutely positively blow our minds because that's who you are. So thank you, come Lord Jesus, have your way in us and through us for the glory of yes. your name. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, come on, can we thank Jesus together?